Amen. It's an hour of ages. We worship you today. We welcome your mercy and your power in this assembly. We welcome your presence, Holy One of Israel, the one that seated between the cherubims. We bless your name. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your children. We thank you for your word, O Lord. Father, as we go into your word this morning, we ask that your spirit, we enter the heart of every one of us and teach us a new thing. Let the heart of every man present under the sound of my voice hear your voice this morning. Let them hear your voice and see you in, in your word. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let's be seated in the presence of the Lord. So when the series of biblical prosperity, how I wish this series will last forever. Everyone loves prosperity, don't we? Yeah. And we can teach and teach on it. Biblical prosperity. The pastor kicked off this series two Sundays ago, and we heard the word of God through him that prosperity is not limited to material wealth. It took an interesting dimension to teach us that actually prosperity through health, and our health is not just physical health. Your health, my health, is relational to the health of people around you. So to ensure that all of us live in health and we prosper in divine health, what we have must be shared with others, right? We should not be selfish with our resources because the health of your neighbor is your health, right? So God did not create any man in isolation of the other. The world is a network of systems. I'm sure the IT people in the house will understand me. Network of systems. Without one, the other cannot work. So the prosperity you are enjoying is dependent on God and should be shared by, by you with other men so that your prosperity can last through their prayers, through their moral and spiritual support. So that when you have a need tomorrow, you'll be able to tap their shoulders. One good turn deserves another. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, press down, shaking over. Shaking together and running over. Shall men give unto your bosom. So prosperity is not personal, it's not individual, cannot be domesticated, cannot be retained. The only way your prosperity can last in whatever form, either financial, material, spiritual, is to share it with others. Amen? We prosper in Christ Jesus. We go on evangelism. We tell others about the love of Christ. That's a form of prosperity. Amen? And that is spoke in the same vein that prosperity as is being bandied about in the world today is not limited to financial or the number of houses or the number of cars or the number of chiefs or your, the number of your ships on the oceans. Rather, prosperity is more of your relationship with God and relationship with man. So, prosperity is relational. But today, I'm going to talk on biblical prosperity, what it is, where it is, 
how to access it and to whom is it meant for. Amen. Amen. The plan and purpose of God for mankind is that we live in good health, just as Pastor spoke two Sundays ago, and we prosper and we're able to sustain ourselves and nourish others through our God-given resources. Amen. Amen. The purpose that God created man is for us to prosper, be in good health, to multiply, replenish the earth, exercise dominion in the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. The mandate is there. And God took counsel with the other two parties to the transaction, the Holy Spirit and Jesus, that it is good to create man in our own image. And the image of God is what? Prosperity. Part of his image, part of his attribute is dominion. So if you are truly in Christ, uh, if you are truly in God, you should be able to exercise dominion in every area of your life. Amen. And dominion is not exercised by money. It's exercised by praising God. Amen. Amen. So what is prosperity? I've searched far and wide since the pastor gave me this assignment. I've come to realize that in the book, uh, Hebrew translation of prosperity agrees with that of the Greek, agrees with that of the Bible, agrees, agrees with English. So I've gone ahead to give us a rough imagining of the meanings in the three languages. Hebrew says prosperity is shaliak. Soliak. That is the English the Hebrew word for prosperity. Whereas the Greek called their version euphoria. I wouldn't want us to go into the spelling of that because myself, I only follow how it is written and the phonetic sound of it. Euphoria, solic, prosperity, they all mean the same thing. And the actual translation is favorable increase, successful, abundance, overflow, godliness, contentment, Contentment, though. Huh. Peace. Security. Divine health. Good voyage. Life itself is a voyage. So the way you ended up may determine whether you are prospering or not. Prosperity is not ritual murder, which is common in this society today. You read so much about ritual murder, everybody wants to get wealth, 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 and we are saying today that prosperity is not material wealth. It is godliness. It was contentment. God who created man and put man in the garden of Eden provided everything that we needed to survive, to succeed, and to be able to maintain relationship with him. But sin came through disobedience. 
Everyone say disobedience. Disobedience is a problem of mankind. The social, there's a social research that was done to reflect that the penalty for a crime, the higher the penalty for a crime, the higher the propensity of man to commit that crime. Do we understand? They are directly proportional. Right? That when God says, don't do this, the first reaction of man is, if I do it, what will happen? I will do it. Should be have my will. So sin came through disobedience. And when disobedience came, man found himself outside of the provisions of God, which is, tend this garden. I will feed you. I want to have relationship with you. Link with me. All you need is to just be in the garden and worship me. A man saw. A man saw the fruit that it was good. A man ate. And the problem of mankind again, till tomorrow, has been eating. Everybody say eat. Everything we want to eat. Even the one that is not healthy for us. Yes, our unnatural appetite will not let us be. And that is why I often wonder, why do people steal so much? Do you need more than a bed? Do you need more than a room? Do you need more than a pair of shoes at a time? So what is it that makes dress man to steal and loot and covet? We've read that one of the definitions of Biblical prosperity is contentment. The riches and the, the, the riches, the, the blessings of God make us rich, and he had no sorrow to it. So the moment contentment is taking root in your soul, the, the discontentment is taking root in your soul, you are going out of the will of God. We are going to look at scriptures this morning. God wants us to exercise dominion in both physical, financial, social and social realms to confirm our identity with him, living a life free of bitterness, free of sorrow, a life that is full of forgiveness, and a life that is lacking in resentment. In what? Resentment, that is another problem of mankind. Always outsourcing your blame, always looking for who to blame for your lack of wisdom in our enterprise. We even go as, as far as blaming the stock exchange sometimes. When the share crashes, did God advise you to go and put your money in shares? He said, put your money, put your resources in the things of God. Where most or us will not eat. But man will always be man. But that does not change God. God is the source of all prosperity and a break with him. Please say a break with him. A break with God will ensure lack of prosperity. So each time we, we come to church, we think that we are doing the pastor a favor, let me just show my face so that pastor will not frown at me next time he sees me. You are not doing him any favor. You are doing yourself a whole lot of good. 
to hear the word of God that will prosper you. Because outside of God, no man can do anything. And those who don't have God, they are the ones who go for Yahoo. They don't even want to obey God, so they want to do things their own. They want to do everything man has always wanted to do their own, their own, the only way they want to do it. And God should not interfere. But you can, I, I said to you this morning, you cannot take God out of your equation. The equation of your life belongs to God. And he that must prosper must align with the word of God. Because there is no shortcut in him. Amen? Amen. There's no shortcut, no control S, no control H. God is a God of due process. And if you don't follow that process, it can only lead to tears. It will only end what? In tears. And many, are, many prosperity are ending in tears. Any prosperity that you define by this worldly standard, that is not God, that is outside of this Bible, will end in tears, in sorrow, and sometimes to the damnation of many souls. We read of so many, you know, bad cases on the internet. Some youths destroy their lives, destroy the life of others because they want to get rich. That is not riches. That is sorrow. And most times, these youths end up in violent accidents. Some end up being burnt up in their houses because they go and join courts to get rich. No courts can empower you to be rich. Whatever you get that is not within this word of God will surely lead to the perdition of that soul. Amen. 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 Please let us turn to the book of Obadiah. We said... What is prosperity? We defined it. Where is prosperity? Obadiah 1, 17. But upon man Zion shall be deliverance, and there shall be Holiness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. I'm sure you are aware that good health is a possession. Material things are possession. Dominion is possession. So for mankind to be able to possess their possession, you've got to link up with God and that's linking, the place of linkage is Mount Zion. Zion is the actual seat of God in the heavenly realm. Amen. Amen. In the physical realm, it's represented somewhere in Jerusalem, the palace of King David, when he defeated the Jebusite, he named his palace Zion. And that mountain is still up there till tomorrow. It's the highest mountain in Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. So there's something about prosperity and height. Prosperity is exaltation. Places you above your peers. And when your peers look at you, they look like this. They don't look like this, right? Yeah. They look at you 
from their own position. So for you to have complete prosperity that is in line and in tandem with the word of God, you have to find your way to Mount Zion. Amen. Find your way to Mount Zion. That is where prosperity is. The Zion that is the city of God. The action city of God where God rules in the affairs of men. And if God does not rule in your affairs, you cannot get anything from him. Amen. Amen. Ruling in the affairs of men means that you submit all your ways to him. And your will to him. And you say, have your way, O Lord. You take every decision to him. You don't just think with your head this is good. Like Eve. And we saw that the fruit was good. Adam and Eve. They saw that it was good. Because the brain is very limited. God knows the beginning, the end of a matter from the beginning thereof. If he's going to end it, yes, he will tell you. Before you go on any enterprise, dearly beloved, take your matter to God. Amen. Amen. Those are stages of climbing the Mount Zion, the Zion of God. Submit to God. Without submission, God cannot rule in your affairs because God look at the arrogance from afar. He has nothing to do with the arrogance. If you're arrogant in this household, in this church this morning, please pray. Ask for God to do a work of regeneration in your soul. That commit yourself to the Holy Spirit that when you're about to, when that uh, demon is about to take root in your soul to act in an arrogant way, let the Holy Spirit pull you back and say, son, don't go that route again. Because everything will start from your heart. There shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness. And the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. Where? Upon Mount Zion. Holiness and righteousness are the twin pillars of prosperity. And they are the foundation of prosperity. Whoever thinks he doesn't need to be holy or righteous, all I need is money, and you got it anyhow, anywhere, it can end in tears, and it's always end in tears. Because God will not sanctify what is not holy. He says, be ye holy, for I am holy. Without holiness, it is impossible to see God. He sits up there, waiting for you, gave you the Holy Spirit, gave you his son, Jesus Christ, shed the blood of his son for you, and me, so that we can be made holy. And in that holiness, we'll be able to relate with him. Amen. Amen. Please quickly turn to the book of Psalm. Psalm 24. Please someone read for us. Someone read fast, fast. Psalm 24. Verse 1 to end. Yes. The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. Amen. The world and those who dwell therein. Mm -hmm. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Mm -hmm. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, 
Who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn, nor sworn deceitfully? He shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? That brings us to who can enjoy prosperity? Biblical prosperity. We read in verse 1 and 2 that the earth is the Lord's. It belongs to him because he's the beginning and the end. So let no man say, I possess anything or any portion of the earth. You may be rich enough to, to, to buy an island. You use it, you go away. Your children may inherit. They may not be able to manage it. A social research in America by the Federal Reserve Bank and in conjunction with Ejona shows that the first research was done by Street Journal, um, Wall Street Journal, the financial paper. They found that 70% of wealth are lost in the second generation of the inheritors. So don't look at any, any father or brother's asset and think that it is enough for you to survive in life. No, you have to bid on it. Because that West will go back. Is the, the, the law of God. No matter how wise you are, in fact, they are still doing research to see how generational prosperity can be retained and sustained. But nobody can do that. Whether there is some magic formula they can use or train people so that they will not waste the word they inherit. Even if you invest it, it will still go back. So the Wall Street Journal came up with that research that 70% of the wealth inherited by children are soon lost within two years of the inheritance. They even said within two weeks, the inheritor is likely to go and buy a flashy car that his father did not have because it's free money, free everything. And little by little, a fool and his money is worth, is unparted. So what you did not work for can never last. That is on the physical realm. And then the Federal Reserve Bank did another research with a journal, and they found out, they found out that 90% of wealth inherited will be lost within a short period of the third generation. Now tell me, is God not God? He is. The earth is his. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So let no man boast that I possess anything. Nothing belongs to you. It's just on lease or rentage for you to use for a while. While you are, you, you are in this earthly realm. And the only way you can have sex to it is on man's side. The, where you can, the only way you can have access to it is on Mount Zion. And the only way you can, you can get to that Mount Zion is to ascend the hill of the Lord. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Who are those people? Is it every one of us in this place that will prosper? We may prosper in one form or the other, but full prosperity belongs to them. The heart, clean hands. Amen? Write it down. Clean hands, pure heart, 
I'm not the one writing. I'm not the one reading. It's what I saw in the Bible, and I didn't write this Bible. It's not my version, is it? Okay. So this version is King James' version. Maybe your version is saying something different, but my version here is the word of God. And he's saying you need a clean hand and a pure heart. And you must not lift up your soul unto vanity, nor, sw nor sworn deceitfully. How many of us are free from all these conditions? In one form or the other. Are your hands clean? What is in your hands? Cain slaughtered his brother because of envy. They had equal opportunity in the family. Everything is for them. They are just two of them. So why would you slaughter your brother because you are envious of his offering before God? Shouldn't you pray that God give you the grace to give more offering? He slaughtered his brother. And when the Lord God asked him, he said, am I my brother's keeper? You are your brother's keeper. Beloved, until you make the welfare of others your welfare, to find out from people why they are frowning, to find out if there's a need from them you can meet, you are not yet a Christian. Amen. Amen. Don't wait till a brother or a sister asks you for anything before you give. And do not murder, either with your mouth or with your hand. We are so fond of, of so many you know, character flaws. Gossip is the favorite pastime of some people in the church. They are always finding fault with others. And yet they say, I'm not a murderer. When did I murder? Did I take knife? You're a murderer. A murderer is one who has nothing good to say about a fellow man. We are in the church, the household of God. And may I remind you that Zion, in the physical realm, is the church of God. Amen. Amen. The church of God, where he planted the servants to supervise the spiritual growth of you and me. And many believers who are in church today, they are in Zion. Amen. And so when you come to Zion, or when you're out of Zion, that is church, let your hands be clean, let your heart be pure, for the heart is the, out of the heart, issues what? The issues of life. What you are going to do is in your heart. You can be saying something else like the children of Israel. We'll obey you, we'll obey you. Just give us the law, we'll obey you. And before the law start even end, they already built a, a God for themselves, a golden God, golden calf, and replace God in their hearts with a golden What is in your heart this morning? We need to search our hearts always. We need to take our hearts to the Holy Ghost laundry to help us so that we can be clean in our hearts. Because without our hearts, we cannot receive anything from God. Amen. Amen. Clean hands, pure hearts, who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. I was opportune to teach some people in Sunday school some years ago, and I was telling them about the futility of lines, that all liars will go to 
lake of fire. And I was giving them examples of lies. And somebody say, ha ha, you mean we should not lie? How are we going to survive if we don't lie? And that is a Christian. If you ask him to come to church today, he will say, I'm already a Christian. I have my church. Many believers, they thrive on lies. Lies, lies, lies. A liar is the child of the devil. And who shall receive this prosperity? Those who do not conform to these four things. Those who conform to these four conditions. Clean hands, pure heart. You are not vain, not arrogant, not proud. And you are not swearing deceitfully. Then the person shall receive, verse 5, shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face. What do you think hinder us from climbing this hill of the Lord? Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Because upon that hill, there's no deception. There's no lies. There's no no vanity, no arrogance. In the presence of God, by the time the Holy Ghost works his, works his work of cleansing in you, you will have the strength to withstand and resist some of these, some of these bad manifestations of characters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? Climbing the hill is a process, just as our Christianity is a process. A struggle against the wind of the world. A struggle against the opinions of the world. This is the best way to do it. Your brother did this, and he succeeded. Your sister lied, and see, he's now in Banana Island. Is enjoying this prosperity. That is the worldly definition of prosperity. And you say, no, I'm not going to do that. I am going to stick by my God. And I'm going to follow due process. The things that can hinder us, we have seen part of it. And in your climbing this hill, you are only on your own. On what? On your own, is a singular and individual enterprise. Amen? Amen? Climbing the hill of God is a singular and individual enterprise. And it takes a lot of determination and intentions. Amen? Amen? Because when you are going there on this hill, you are expected to be sanctified and focused. Go as the mountain climbers. When they are going up, I've watched, some, I've watched some documentary. When they are climbing the hill, they don't look back. Because if they look back, they will do what? They will roll over. And they don't stop on the way. If they stop, their hearts will fail them. Their hearts will fail. They will not be able to continue. So our relationship with God Almighty in order to assess the biblical prosperity is continuous, determined, and sacrificial. Amen. Amen. That means you are ready to forsake all, to separate yourself 
Fosse call. Some friends you have to drop. It's so sad, but you have to drop them if you want to continue on that journey. Because singly, we come into this world, Book of Job, uh -huh, and singly we return. I've not seen a parent that loved their children so much and jump into the grave. God forbid that a child goes before the parents. I mean, that should be the most grievous thing. That no, this child, I love him so much, he cannot go like that, let me jump into it. They don't. Nobody does. You go alone, you come to this world. Perhaps you are twins and you share this bad suit with your with a brother or a sister. Unfortunately, unfortunately, God may not recall both of you the same day. It has, I've never seen this happen. That twins die the same day. No. They can live within days of each other, but certainly not the same time or same day. That is to tell you the superiority and sovereignty of God in the affairs of man. And he wants a direct, personal, private, and confidential relationship with you and me. Yeah, a relationship that transcends coming to church on Sundays. So what we are saying here is that it is not only when you are in church, the man Zion of this earth, that your heart should be pure. That will be pretense. And God hates pretense. Everyone say it. God hates pretense. We must come to him in our sincerity. Sincerity of purpose. The book of Jonah says, those who, who observe lying vanities forsake their own masses. Want God to have mercy upon you, do not pretend. Go to the closest and tell him who you are. He knows who you are anyway. He just wants you to confess. Perhaps you are here or somewhere under my voice, and gossip is your favorite pastime. The devil is robbing you. Robbing you of the mouth that you should be using to praise God and using that mouth to obtain a PhD. Pull him down. The pull him down syndrome is what makes, what people think makes them big or special. But you, let me tell you, anyone who engages in, who obtains a PhD by pulling him down is suffering from inferiority complex. Such people, when they get into an environment, the first thing they would do to look for people who are skin that spirits. Yeah, when they look at you, you don't wink, they know this one. You cannot gossip with me. And they look at the other, Ah, okay, that one. You only need to smile at a gossiper. And he knows that you have kindred spirit. Yes, this one, we are from the same womb. And before you know it, a gossiper will drag you away from God. When you are in church, focus on your goal. On your holy goal. On your righteous goal. Focus on it. So that the blessing that God has for every one of us, we can get. The children of Israel, many of them did not reach promised land. Why? Because they engaged in gossip against Moses and against God. Ah, this Moses, we don't know where it is. So whether he has brought us to come and kill in the wilderness. He said that he has seen God. He said God has... Why did they follow him if they don't believe in him? You wonder. And they gossip, gossip, gossip until God became... 
angry with them. And they began to sing. They complained of food today. He gave them manna, the food of angels. They ate it as soon as they finished eating, they soon forget. And every time, they are always concocting mischief. Don't be a mischief maker. Be a good maker. A mischief maker always ruins things. They eventually ruin themselves because whatever you think you are doing to others, below, lo and behold, is coming to you. Amen? Amen. Be ye not mocked. Be ye not deceived. God cannot be mocked. Whatsoever a man sweats, he shall reap. Finally, I want us to look at the requirements. Some of the requirements for post, pro, biblical prosperity. Sorry, the, 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 the word is a bit tongue-twisting. So, we need wisdom. All I'm reading out is not conclusive. There could be other things that the Holy Spirit will tell you based on your individual relationship with him and based on your weakness. But generally, because no man is holy except God, our holiness is a filthy rag. Our holiness is only obtainable through the blood of Jesus. Climbing the hill of Zion is not easy. It can only be made easy through the blood of Jesus. And that is why he gave us his only begotten son, so that the hill will not be mounted by you alone. You have the strength of God to climb it. You see how easy it is? All we need is a linkage with him. The Holy Spirit, Jesus, your Savior, when it becomes too tough for you to be holy, to be righteous, to avoid sin, to stop lying, has the Holy Spirit to take the spirit of life from me, O oh Lord. I'm tired. Whatever vice that is too hard for you to do away with, talk to the Holy Spirit about it. You'll be surprised. You will be surprised that very soon those vices will not attract you again. So we need wisdom to climb this hill. We need wisdom for biblical prosperity because wisdom is the principal thing, not intelligence. Intelligence is of this world. Wisdom is of God. So you ask for wisdom in all things. Wisdom is profitable for direction. Honor God with your substance. Hmm. Don't throw offering to this offering bowl like, uh, ah, God, I'm parting with this money again. Hmm. Anyway, let me just drop something. Some even drop papers. Do you know? And why some are giving, some are stealing. In this same house of God, in this same kingdom of, kingdom of God, people still offering. Hey, fear the Lord your God, because it is a fearful thing to fall into the hand of living God. God is a God of holiness and righteousness, and he can move a city because of his holiness. Humility. God look at the arrogant from afar. Do not be arrogant. In your season of prosperity, don't put up your nose in the air and find emergency friends and say that uh, all your other friends, they are below you, they are inferior, because now God has lifted you up. Be simple, be humble, obedience. Obey, why? 
nursery rhyme? Yes. Be obedient. Do not be hearers of the word alone. Be doers. Obedience to the word of God and his prophet. Some members, they just want to come to church and rule the pastor. That's their mission. They may pretend to be holy, righteous, obedient, but give them an instruction. They'll tell you they don't have a problem with it. When it comes to fulfillment, you see the manifestation of disobedience. That is another spirit. And they move from pillar to post, from church to church. Whenever it comes to anyone trying to enforce a kind of authority upon them, they take their Bible and go elsewhere. A rolling stone, like Daddy said last week, will never gather dust. You need to abide under a leader. A leader that is filled with the Holy Ghost. A leader that is sanctified. Don't look for a source grant to serve God. Where they will not rebuke you, where they will not correct you. All you want is just to do your own thing. And that is the another problem of this generation. It's my life. What is your own? Human rights. Everything is human rights. But do you know that human rights started from the Bible? Because Jesus said, all men are equal before God. But the difference between the human rights of the world and the human rights of the Bible is that you have to obey. Amen? Amen. There is no shortcut to God. And there is no elevator to success. Everyone has to take the staircase. Yes, you have to climb that hill. If you don't climb it and you go to the other, other altar to take anything, that you think can prosper you, the prices and the, 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 the penalty over there is worse and more stringent. There is no grace with them, no mercy. Go and ask, go and ask people who are in the cult. If they say sit down, you don't sit down, they say. There's a penalty for that. And there's no please forgive me. There's no forgiveness in the dark world. They give you the laws as you come, and when you misbehave or you disobey, the penalty is always very stringent. Avoid the layer of riches. Do not set your heart on it. You use it, somebody else is still coming to use it. This house, this building that we are in, I don't know what will become of it in in the next 100 years, it may not be here standing. Climatic conditions could have eroded, eroded the whole of the estate. And this can just be a dump here. And then you'll be reading it in history. That once upon a time, this place was the habitation of men. That is the futility and the folly of amassing wealth. Some people looted. They put money in Swiss bank. Uh, Panama Island, Cayman Island. And these are money that you are using to develop the economy of another nation. Why not just invest it here and let your people prosper by it and praise you and, and pray for you and your family? And then when evil begins to happen in that families, I can't find it in my heart to pity them because they know what they are doing. When you steal money and you go and put it where it will not benefit mankind, God cannot have mercy on you. Amen. Amen. 
Avoid the law of riches. Do not worship money. The fear of security and lack make man to begin to hurt, hurt, hurt. Because the post-Edenic economy is that of scarcity and hard labor. So the tendency for man is to want to, ah, 4 a.m. I've been on the way to Ireland. Now I earn this salary. I will not pay that this month, too. And there's nothing the pastor can do. Because I don't even know what pastor is doing with my size, Papa. Why should I? Pastor is not working now. If let him to go and get a job. The pastor that labors to pray for you, he says you don't need his prayers. Fine. The pastor that labors to cancel you, the pastor that labors to advise you, to receive for you, to tell you the pitfalls ahead in case you want to go the wrong way, now becomes someone you run mouth against. And so you see your titan as a pastor's food. The book of Malachi, God is so specific and clear on the instruction on tithes in the book of Malachi. Go read it. For lack of time, we'll not read. But whoever does not pay tithes is a robber in the house of God. Because God says, you rob me. You are a robber. Contemporary teachings may be talking something else that tithes is not necessary. But those who, were major, those who are talking today, they were the major beneficiaries of tithing. Yeah, so they thought they got in up there so they can mislead people. And it's all devil's strategy to ensure that your prosperity is limited. Because when you don't pay tight, you stop for others to come and eat. You sow for others to harvest. And you, you, you sow for others to reap, and you plant for others to harvest. He said you should bring your, the Lord God said, Bring your tithe into my storehouse, that I may do what? Rebuke the virus for your sake. So why are people re rewriting the Bible and rebranding Christianity in all forms of brand that is convenient for themselves? Only God and his word will stand. The word of man cannot stand. When anyone tells you anything, take, the word to the, take his word to the word of God. Line it up and see if, it's, if it correlates. Because the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no spirit of God in them. Many people are falling away. This is the season of apostasy. Their faith has weakened. And so they want to drag people on their way to hell. Beloved, the dangers of wealth are many. Because wealth are what you see. And you want to keep it because of the fear of tomorrow. But the son says, because he lives, I can do what? I can face tomorrow. Solomon said, I was once young, now I am old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their children begging bread. Wealth that is in your hand, that is going to come to your hand, should be used for the advancement of the kingdom should be used for what? The advancement of the kingdom. Or else, it is meaningless. And it can only attract causes. If that wealth is not invested in the kingdom of God first, fellow men who are 
Some are thirsty, some are hungry, some are yearning for your clothes to be cast off to them. And yet we say, ha, this clothes, I love it so much. I cannot pass with it. Let whoever wants to walk naked, walk naked. Hmm. Let us learn to give. Amen. Amen. Give unto God, give unto man, for God loves a cheerful giver. I thank you for your time this morning. I pray that the God of heaven will help us to obey his word. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.